And I don't know. We got a spinning wheel. <laughs> oh. Oh. I can fly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Spoken Smiles Podcast. And as always, I'm Steve Petura, joined by my good friend, Peter Skype. <laughs> awesome. All right. So this might be a little weird, might be a little uh, delayed, or something like that. I'm uh, I'm stoked that we uh, can uh, make this happen, you know, and uh, yeah, it's been way too long. So uh, let's, yeah, let's jump right in. Uh, we're gonna talk about what we've been up to for the last uh, six months. <laughs> six months. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you know our programs and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you got. I got uh, Saint of the Day. Uh, got news of the weird. We got we got all that stuff we normally have. But um, in all honesty, I, I wanted to just kind of be more of a conversation. You know how 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 you're doing, how I'm doing, the crazy world that is uh, 2020. I guess. Uh, but um, a long decade that it's been. Yeah. So. <laughs> How how has your everyday life been affected? So like, what would you normally be doing this time of year? What's what's it been like? So it's it's been a weird transition for the last nine months because I am very used to getting up and going from one job to the next, um, and and so when I'm working my full-time job, I'd be in, I used to be in Windsor Locks. Up until the pandemic, I was moved to East Hartford. And then uh, I'd do my uh, 8.30 to 4.30 job there, and a 7.30 to 4.30 job there. And then I would drive home to Manchester, be home for maybe an hour, say hi to Jen, have something to eat, yeah. zip off to church and do some hours there. Um, and that was, that was including the weekends, because you know when you're working in a ministry, you're even busier on the weekends. So um, to all of a sudden shift to everything happening in your home, um, for me, that was a weird thing to process because for me, when I'm home, I'm home. Yeah. So to transition from having to work from home, I've had to learn to be able to put up barriers where there were times where I'd say, you know what, my, my work shift at my full-time job is done. I gotta be home and present. And, and just not just for my mental sake, but also for my marriage. Yeah. Um, and so that was something that I, I am grateful that even though it was hard, I'm grateful for that opportunity to, to learn to slow down and not overcompensate by saying, hey, you know, I, I have a whole lot more time because I'm not commuting as much. Mm. Now it's, you actually have to enjoy that break time yeah. and, and do something uh, productive with it that's that's outside of work um, so I will say that the time of year that I really got spoiled was over the summer we have a little uh, porch 
out off the side of the house and I'd bring out my, uh, my laptop and monitor, set it up out on our porch and uh, we'd have hawks flying overhead and uh, during the nice weather it was, it was perfect. So just trying to make the best of it and uh, we're still open at church right now. Okay. Still doing, uh, still doing some public masses, able to see people in person for as long as we can uh, and it's been absolutely wonderful. So it's been chaotic but uh, uh, weird blessings scattered in as well throughout this year. The, put it in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> so it's weird. I, um, I keep saying that I have like the ignorance of normalcy because my every day is not that much different than it would be. Um, especially this time of year, um, doing home theater installs and home electronics installations. This is our busy time of year, so it's uh, it's honestly not that much different. Uh, you know, with the pandemic going on, I sanitize, I have disposable gloves, wear face covering. You know, I gotta cover this gorgeous beard and. Uh, <laughs> um, but so like that part of it is different you know um, I change out shoe coverings and, and my face covering and uh, gloves in between every job I sanitize my face coverings I rotate through uh, throughout the day so like that kind of stuff is just a constant reminder of the times that we're in but I leave my house I go to work, I get in a van and I drive to people's homes. So my everyday is not that much different. Now, on the church side of it, um, <laughs> I have to be at mass at uh, eight, the 8 a.m. mass every week because I help live stream it. And as it is right now, I'm the only one <laughs> at Sacred Heart that knows how to do it. Um, we did just get the new um, camera system, just like you guys have at St. Teresa. So it's um, it's a little easier than it was, and uh, but it's it's just different because it's not as many people are allowed in the building. Um, celebrating mass is drastically different for me because I'm behind a camera and I'm needing to make sure the audio is going out well that the camera is in the right spot and all that stuff so it's not the same uh, prayerful experience um, Zoe hasn't been to church with me since this started uh, so like it's just different I, I miss having my family with me at mass um, but it is a huge blessing to be able to help bring the mass to those who can't come, mm -hmm. those who are m majorly at risk for uh, COVID-19, you know, to, to keep them safe, to bring the mass to them, um, you know, to keep, to keep that connection to the parishioners. So, like, that's a huge blessing. Uh, but that's that's the biggest part of my life that has changed the biggest because work is work like we adapt we move on we just go um, but I hear from a lot of people similar to you where it's it, when you don't leave your home to go to work it's hard to turn work off and yeah. 
it feels like Groundhog Day because <laughs> your your days are all the same, <laughs> you know, right. and it's you know it's not the same as you know having to get ready to go to work apparently you only have to dress from the waist up because it's all zoom yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. well, i love the i love the point that you made too because i feel the same way so you and i both do the uh the technical behind the scenes work for our masses mm. um, for the live streaming and i feel the same way you know we the way that we're our little studio is set up is we're in what used to be the confessional. Right now, that's not being able to be used because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so being in that small room, uh, still attached to the church, but a little set back, sometimes you feel like you're watching that from another screen and you're not as engaged. And I've had to work with that as well. There's, if there's a time that I can step away from it and even just kneel at the back pew uh, for a couple yeah. of seconds. The, the difference is is huge just being yeah. able to go I'm, I'm now a part of this and I'm, I'm participating in it yeah. versus just witnessing it and I completely get what you're saying I, I feel that too and I, I mentioned to anyone who's working with me to do the same because otherwise you know while you're there witnessing it it's important to also participate yeah yeah and offering it offering it up like as that being your sacrifice because God loves when we sacrifice for him, for others. And it's an amazing opportunity to be able to do that um, because you offer up that service to him and to his, you know, parish, you know, his, um, you know, it's sharing him. You know, it's it's part of our calling as Christians to, to spread the word. And um, I do need to remind myself of that. I'm not saying that, like, <laughs> I walk in feeling like, yeah, here to, you know, spread the word. But um, it, it's, you know, having to remind myself that, like, yeah, that's, that's what we're here for. Um, and, you know, just remember to do that. So, uh, how about how about with um, your youth ministry part? How have how has that been different? How have you been able to stay connected? So the last real big thing we did was our winter retreat over at Channel Three Kids Camp, which feels like a year and a half ago. Um, mm. After that, um, we were supposed to have a youth group, and we ended up moving that youth group because I don't like canceling things if I don't have to oh, we ended up doing yeah. the online <laughs> prayer event instead oh, so yeah, great. Uh, I invited our teens because we knew this thing was coming and I said hey you know we can't meet in the hall for a youth group let's do a virtual prayer night so we just picked out some reflections um, some litanies and, and uh, just sat down I, Jen and I were in the youth ministry office we put some battery operated candles around and we just prayed, and uh, some some of the teens showed up, and and then we've been doing virtual youth groups ever since. Um, the one time that uh, we did end up gathering in person, we did a small socially distanced movie night out in the parking mm. lot, like like we used to. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we watched I still believe the Jeremy Camp movie, uh, awesome. which was really powerful. And even though it was a really heavy movie, 
um, it was great to talk with them afterwards and, and say, you know, here's a guy who's been through a lot, but is so on fire for Christ because he knows what he has done in his life. And yeah. he wants to share that experience with other people so that they can um, follow follow in his footsteps and in, in Christ's footsteps. So, yeah. Um, yeah, everything we've been doing has been virtual and it's tough. Um, but the benefit has also been being able to see teens who normally wouldn't risk going into church to attend a youth group because maybe they feel like that won't, wouldn't be their thing or they wouldn't fit in. Yeah. But if they have the security of checking it out on their phone from home, they're more, they'll give it a shot. And so we've seen kids... Oh, that's interesting. Nervous. Yeah, so you see a few teens that are, that are nervous but then give it a shot, and then you see them the next time and then they come back another time. So it's hopefully, you know, when whenever this season ends, and it will, yeah. um, when the season ends, they'll continue to stick with it and, and come hang out with us in a church, and then we'll play really silly games like Pudding Pants or, you know, <laughs> Spittoon or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy when... Um you think about how how much stop how much time has passed really so you're talking about your movie yeah. night i i have legitimately forgotten that i did a few movie nights over the summer like it was like yeah. the only thing we could do so i got a 120 inch screen and put it up in the in the back uh, field behind sacred heart and we did uh, the movie holes and then we did the um, uh, I Can Only Imagine. And so uh, both of them went great, uh, had, had a pretty, pretty good turnout for both. And because we have like a soccer field behind the church, there's plenty of room for people to, to distance and, and be sitting on blankets and, and you know, outdoor chairs and, and all that stuff and, and be able to kind of like be together but safely yeah. and we're outside which has always been you know pretty much known that that's the safest way to do it uh, outside versus yeah. inside and so yeah it was it was amazing to be able to do that but of course here we are in new england it's you know 30 degrees outside and um yeah. you know it, you just know that like the you know the restaurants that were counting on outdoor eating that's not going to really be happening right now and uh you know you just kind of think about like you know praying for all these uh business owners and restaurant workers and the people who are like really really affected because like i was saying before i have this uh you know ignorance of normalcy and this blessing that i've been able to work pretty much this whole time uh I was off for like three weeks when it started, and Eva jokingly was like, hey, this is the most you've been off ever, including when we yeah. got married and had a child. <laughs> so I was home for like three weeks, and uh, after that, just been working straight through. So um, so, so much has changed. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I keep thinking yeah. about like all the stuff that has happened, all the, you know... Uh, I've, I've put in like maybe a couple thousand miles on the rail trails. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I and we run into for a few of those miles. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, Which has been nice. 
Yeah, it's crazy to think about. So I had gotten up to almost 16 miles round trip with Zoe in the stroller. Really? Yeah, I was going from my house to like Andover. <laughs> so, yeah, and, uh, you know, it's just awesome to be outside. So that was like another thing yeah. to be able to just, you know, spend time outside and hang out with Zoe and, you know, just her she's growing so much and uh i know you've seen it just in the, like the little bits but just she's so funny uh and just to see her grow and be able to spend you know time with her um and you know my mondays i look forward to them because uh it's like my whole day is with her and it's just awesome because uh, eva works from home on mondays and it's my real day off because with Sundays with church and live streaming and um, confirmation classes and, and stuff like that I'm not home do you how's um, so how's Zoe getting excited for Christmas oh yeah yeah <laughs> I don't think she's going to watch this so I don't really need to worry about giving stuff away <laughs> um, but yeah my, my parents got her got her some, some big stuff like a, a big girl bed and you know some really cool stuff yeah yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah um but yeah so she yeah it's just so crazy man and uh I, you know um what i was i was just thinking about was how did you guys do like confirmation classes and stuff was it all virtual so it's it's been virtual. Uh, what happened? What we've been doing is our um, DRE has been creating videos that we end up sending out through Flocknote. I think on a weekly basis, and then the last Sunday of the month, uh, we have a small group with the catechists and the uh, the students and the peer ministers. So that way we go over the material, see if they have any questions and just hammer home the me- uh, the message that we've been trying to get across the last few weeks of that month. And um, we're following the rebuilt program at our parish. So uh, each month, really in a four-week period, we have a homily series where you take the, the themes from the gospel and the um, readings uh, for those four weeks, and then you find a, a theme that goes through all that, and then... Uh, we break it down so that people see that as well and then we communicate that through the classes as well so that um, we make sure that the students are attending classes and and church and then the whole message comes through awesome yeah that's great yeah I um, have such a small group that we're actually able to meet in person but be like you know, my 10 kids are all like 10 feet away from each other in a circle in our parish hall. Um, so it's, it's really interesting because, so you know me, (laughs) I like to play games. I like to get people into small discussion groups, have, uh, contests and all that stuff. So I'm, I've been relying heavily on, um, decision point and uh, father Mike Schmidt's videos uh, yeah. just relying heavily on getting getting back to like 
uh, curriculum uh, that's a little more uh, regimented because I need to make sure that they're getting it without it having that like interactive piece because with the interactive piece I've always found that the discussion kind of leads to other things and other teachable moments and stuff like that um, but I've been pretty uh, surprised in a good way of how well it's going because you know it's one of those things where it's like okay I know my strengths right and I've always kind of played to those strengths and so when I have to kind of step out of my comfort zone I'm like this is in in, of course I'm always like super quick to be like self-defeated and be like this isn't isn't gonna go well I'm not good at this (laughs) (laughs) um but uh, it's funny how you know God provides, and He's just like, ah, you think you're not good at this, you don't have to be because I'm here. You know what I mean? Like God just kind of like gives you the tools, gives you the words, gives you the the things to keep you going. And like, okay, yeah, no, you've you've gotten real comfortable at doing things this way, so yeah, you can't do it that way anymore. Got to learn a new way. Right. And so that's where it's like, ah, great. <laughs> it's the seeing it's the seeing the blessings in the things that are super difficult you know what I mean mm-hmm. where it's like oh uh, yeah I'm not great at workbook exercises yeah. <laughs> and, and of course like when you go to just put a video on half the teenagers are like yeah they tune it out it's this guy with the Australian accent again. <laughs> you know? And it's like, okay, so can't use too many videos, but I want to make sure the message is getting across. So I'm going to paraphrase what this section of the chapter is, and I'm going to make a little better of a connection with them and make sure that I'm, I'm hitting each one of them. Like, hey, what stuck out to you? What, you know, what, what made it, what did this make you think about? Like, what is it to you and then sometimes you get something back like "Ah, i wasn't paying attention like okay not a big deal let me ask you this way like if you were in this situation whatever like try to keep that connection going and using the decision point videos chapters stuff like that or father mike video using that as a stepping stone to what the curriculum and get it back to you know the basics getting them back to like the knowledge of the faith and theology and, and all that stuff so it's been hard yeah, thing that, but you know <laughs> also awesome one thing that we're working on in our parish is uh bible literacy mm-hmm. just being able to find something in the bible being under being able to understand context and what's going on and it's not something that happens overnight no. But it's it's just something that it's it's a problem that needs to be addressed, um, and over the last few months, one thing that has actually worked really well during this pandemic is we've been trying to get a young adult college group going for a while, and uh, the big question was going for a while between well, do we want to meet in person or do we want to do it virtually? Who would want to be a part of it? And then finally, once the pandemic hit, I just said, you know what? Let's try virtual. Let's see if it happens. And we've had a few uh, college students come hang out. And I ended up finding this little devotional, Advent devotional from Bishop Barron. Oh, awesome. And it, 
yeah and it breaks down i ended up getting the the college students that do come i end up getting them each one of these and it's great because it has the gospel reading of the day for each day his reflection on it and then a reflection question and then like a little journal area where they can write on it so even though we meet once a week um it's it's completely you know in their lap at this point but yeah each day they have an opportunity to reflect on it and look at it and go this is an interpretation of what the gospel is saying and i can get a better understanding of what's going on and then the more you put into it the more you're going to get out of it so um it's it's nice to hear the responses of i never thought of the reading that way i was just always confused by it but to have that Mm -hmm. clarity is better I think that's important. I think if, if our youth are able to hear a, a gospel reading or a, or you know one of the first or second readings at mass and have a little more of a glimpse of what's going on, um, it, it adds to the fire of our faith. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that's that's huge. So yeah, I mean well that's what I always loved about um, Deacon uh, Bill Bartlett when he would do yeah. his homily was the historical relevance of everything that was going on in the gospel you know like that was huge like to understand like why it was such a big deal for jesus's first miracle to happen at this wedding you know like all that stuff but yeah yeah yeah. it just that's huge i mean every everything that he did was so good just just from the start of where he'd take a breath and go Lord be with you. And he knew it was genuine. You know, it was <laughs> yeah. something that was just coming right from his heart to everybody. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I miss hearing his homilies. And we saw him, like, maybe a year and a half ago, and uh, or maybe two years ago. And uh, we visited his church and, and happened to visit on the weekend that he was doing the homily. Oh, that's awesome. And I was like, ah. Like, yes, we timed it right. And uh, it, was, it was so nice to hear his uh, his got uh, his homily style again yeah i i visited uh our lady of peace in east hartford a, a few times and uh that, so above the altar the crucifix is hanging um from chains and zoe pointed and said jesus is swinging jesus is on a swing <laughs> No, he's not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's all the little things, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, no, it was so awesome to to hear him uh, give a homily and and stuff like that. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, when you have someone in your parish for a certain amount of time and you grow com- you know comfortable with the way that they do the homily and it's you know it's like ah oh, yeah this is awesome like <laughs> feeling back home you know yeah and it doesn't matter absolutely. what church it is it, if you get that sense of like ah oh, you know and yeah. learn, learn something new it is always good <laughs> absolutely something that you uh home at the end of the mass yeah well, um, so we were talking a little before the podcast about how tough this year has been for our ministries. But if you were to look back at this year, what highlights would you say were um, 
our standouts for your ministry this year and, and what you were able to do? Uh, so a few a few things. Um, having one of my uh, students come back and be a peer minister has been awesome. Uh, my first peer minister and uh, of, of my new program and to have have her go on your winter retreat with her younger sister and just like that's just awesome to see it starting to grow you know what I mean like that's the those little milestones that happen that make you go all right I think I think uh, God might be uh, working through me a little bit here you know and uh, yeah so that and the ability to keep um, keep going through all the adversity. So whether it was the um, movie nights or it's the fact that like I'm still getting like a hundred percent attendance uh, meeting in person at uh, you know the once a month in person for two and a half hours and making you know I'm getting you know it it participation and all that stuff so it's the it's the pushing it's pushing through overcoming adapting and overcoming and just knowing that uh, this is where God's calling me to be and calling us to do it this way then you know this is what we do right how about you that's awesome so I would I would say you know winter retreat was awesome um, being able to enjoy that with with some of your parishioners as well was, was yeah. great um, for those of you who don't know uh, we now have a blown up picture of our group photo that we always take every <laughs> year uh, one serious and one goofy and uh, Zoe's in it and we have it blown up and hung up on the side of the parish uh, the youth ministry office wall um, so that'll be that'll be our new tradition and uh Next retreat, Zoe's going to be on planning team. Uh, that's, <laughs> I mean, she's attended. That's pretty retreat, much so. it's happening. Um, so that was awesome. And, and like you said, the things that we were able to pull off um, by the grace of God, even with all the things that were happening, um, whether it's, you know, I remember the weekend that we reopened the church because from mm. March to July, we were only live streaming. We had, you know, lector, we had the priest, and I was in the back um, running live stream equipment. Yeah. And the weekend that we finally were able to open in July, I think it was like 4th of July weekend or something like that, and to hear the whole um, church full of the prayers that we say together and the responses in unison was incredibly powerful. Um, after yeah. you know maybe three or four months of hush voices of just a few of us yeah um, so hopefully you know we'll be able to do this as long as possible although the numbers of cases aren't looking good right now um, but yeah. it is heartwarming for them and uh, when we were able to do the movie night that was awesome and just seeing the kids who get it those who come to the youth groups and might be trying it for the first time but then say this is awesome this is where i want to be um even if it's through zoom we're, yeah. we're slowly building a community and uh so 
any any instance of that I think is is a highlight and I'm I'm grateful for it. Yeah, no, we all have the opportunity to you know adapt, grow, learn, be blessed, be like surprised and learn new skills and <laughs> just be, yeah. um, you know, it's just, it, it, I keep thinking about it. Like how much have we learned through all this? How much have we grown? Like, oh, yeah. and then you, you think about like, like 10 years ago, we wouldn't even be able to do this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. technology, it's just, it, God is so good it's it's unbelievable <laughs> which you know we're yeah. not supposed to be able to comprehend it so you know <laughs> <laughs> that's why we call a lot of things mysteries yeah <laughs> um so uh do you have uh music for us absolutely so coming up this weekend uh lauren daigle's album look up child is being released on the vinyl format so if you have someone in your family that likes vinyl music and likes uh, Lauren Daigle uh, that'll be an awesome Christmas <laughs> gift uh, <laughs> little plug yeah. you're welcome Citricity um, and then uh, coming up next weekend uh, Jordan Feliz has a new project coming out called Say It and then uh, not a lot of albums coming out since then um, from then on but we do have uh, Lincoln Brewster's new project coming out at the end of January called Perfect Love so if you if you listen to K Love or uh, Sirius XM's The Message, you'll probably hear um, some new stuff from him very soon. Awesome. Yeah, I yeah. I'm I'm interested to see like the albums come out like in a few months of like the people yeah. that like have been home uh, praying and uh, putting their albums together and just letting god work through them you know because you know that's coming there's going to be this like outpouring of worship and, and it's been it's been going on too because there's been a lot of artists that unfortunately the problem that they're running into is they're used to releasing an album and then going on tour to promote it they don't make a whole lot of off the albums and they weren't before spotify but now that everything's streaming they don't make a whole lot off of the streams anyway. Yeah. But the tours is what helps bring in the revenue. So yeah. it's a real it's a real test of faith to go, I feel called to put out this album and it's really more of an offering to the church yeah. than something that you're gonna make something sustainable off of. Um, but because there's like like what we have here where we're able to do a podcast together remotely yeah there are producers that are able to do the same thing where they can cut an album and it sounds like you're in the studio with them yeah. um, so it is it is interesting and like you said it will be interesting to see in the coming uh, coming months and maybe in the next year uh, maybe a lot more EPs and maybe not so many albums but the amount of material that will come through it will be pretty intriguing yeah it's going to be it's going to be awesome, I think. But uh, so yeah. let's go on to our Bible reading. Absolutely. From Gospel of Matthew 11, 11 through 15. Jesus said to the crowds, Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there have been 
none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent are taking it by force. All the prophets in the law prophesied up to the time of John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah, the one who is to come. Whoever has ears ought to hear the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So the part that stuck out to me about this is the, like, no one is greater than John the Baptist, but the least of those in heaven are greater than he basically mm -hmm. meaning like when we all when when you go to heaven you are better than the greatest on on earth meaning like when you yeah. become one with god in the kingdom of heaven mm -hmm. you are lifted <laughs> and yeah you're so it's such a perfect place that mm -hmm. you become the best version of you because you are one with God that like to me that was just like whoa so like because <laughs> like, of course you know the way we all I guess should feel is like okay I'm definitely not worthy of this and uh, right. I, don't, I don't ever think I'm better than anyone so it's kind of hard to think about going to heaven and anyone in heaven is greater than John the Baptist, but John the Baptist yeah. is the greatest to ever be born. It's like, what? Right. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> right. Oh, paradox there. Yeah. What are, your, what are your thoughts on the line, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent are taking it by force? To me, I think that's, I think that like, is striking because of where we are today where it's like the the religious persecution that happens and the 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 idea of being christian and the idea of believing in heaven is being taken from us i don't know like is that what were you thinking so i was i was wondering about that too and i was just looking at the bishop baron uh, interpretation yeah and he's saying um, that there's an interpretation also meaning that um, violent is spiritually heroic mm. so it's it's not like we see violence and to us that's a negative thing like it, especially when you know someone's suffering from it and they use the word suffer here mm. but in the context of what they're what it's saying here in in Matthew um, from the uh, that the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he that John the Baptist John the Baptist from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent are taking it by force so you could interpret it as a bad thing but it could also be those that are spiritually violent someone who's really strong in their faith oh. is is um, taking like, over heaven like passion like the like passionate, yeah like a passionate like a, a passionate, passionate strong a, like yeah. aggressive but not like right yeah all right i like uh, that like aggressive like on fire and, and an mm -hmm. aggressive 
spiritual way and, yeah. and taking charge of your faith. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you have that right there because that's that, that's huge. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, because the reflection question he ends up asking, and maybe we can reflect on that after this podcast in our own time, says, in what way can you be, quote, spiritually violent, disciplining your own ego and tendency to sin in a heroic way? Mm. So that's something we could ponder on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, oh, that's awesome. All right. <laughs> So, Saint Pope, no, Pope Saint Gregory the Third, one or the other, but to be a a Pope and a Saint is kind of awesome. And to do it during a time where essentially you were uh, the leader of a country and the leader of a church uh, when. Pope Gregory the Third uh, was in charge of the church is crazy, and the um, the turmoil that he served as pope under, and all that stuff, does that still come out? Such a holy man, and uh, miracles have been attributed to him as a saint. Uh, with prayers have been answered, and it's. You know, it's it's awesome to think about, like, you you live, you know, this life and still, you know, during turmoil to still be able to uh, stay holy and achieve sainthood. <laughs> you know, um, gives right. gives you hope <laughs> that you know we are we are actually all called to sainthood, and um, you know we. We hear stories of, of popes and, and saints and all this other stuff, but the definition of a saint is going to heaven, and uh, the saints that are canonized is basically, well, this is just confirmation. These people are now in heaven. And so it's it's amazing when you read the stories of, of these saints and think about all the stuff that they went through and did and uh, led these awesome lives and uh, to hear the miracles that are attributed to them as well is just cool and awesome and uh, yeah no so Saint Pope Gregory the third or Pope Saint Gregory the <laughs> third um, <laughs> what do you got for uh, news of the weird so this will be a weird transition from Pope Saint to this, but um, sure, <laughs> that's kind of why I like it. I'm gonna tackle it. Yeah. Um, so there is a company in Indiana that specializes in porta potties, and they have uh, claimed no. that they have set a world record for the most animated faces on a single holiday light display using porta potties, and so. They have adorned <laughs> 32 porta potties with animated faces singing the song Hallelujah, and they have called it the Jingle Johns. Now, <laughs> so the Guinness wait. Book World Record. Yeah. So wait a minute. So it's like it's like there's like a movie on the outside of it, <laughs> or is it? 
like so a, you know you know those houses where they have the timed lights that go around in different colors and sequences yeah it's, yeah. it's like that for the porta potties as well <laughs> so you have the singing faces in the front but they all flash different colors and they're very uh it's it's very vegas looking Oh, and, so it's uh, very festive. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. And uh, the marketing director says that uh, this is not an official Guinness World Record, but the company considers it to be a world record because they could not find any videos online to dispute their claim. And Guinness was say, has responded that yes, we do not monitor records involving animated faces on porta potties. <laughs> so. It's a, a world record because no one else has ever done it. Yeah, we haven't seen it elsewhere, so we've set the record. <laughs> We're claiming it now. I mean, if you got stake your claim somewhere. <laughs> yeah. If you're a porta potty company, you know, just you got to be the best at it, I guess. You got to rise up to the top somehow. <laughs> I just. <laughs> it's also like okay, if you're using a porta potty, it's not the greatest thing. No. <laughs> you're, it's an awkward enough situation <laughs> to bring music and Christmas carols and lights. <laughs> Sure, you want to be nonchalant about it. <laughs> having yes. to use porta potty. I'm sitting in a porta potty and it's singing Hallelujah chorus. <sighs> Silent night. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. Well, dude, thanks so much, uh, man, for uh, being able to, to join me and do this again. And um, hopefully, we'll do it again soon. I make no promises. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, we'll, we'll see you in six months. And, uh, this, is our new annual, this is our new biannual podcast. <laughs> um, uh, but <laughs> if you guys out there are listening and uh, are watching it on Facebook and have anything that you want us to pray for, seriously, shoot us a line. Um, Steve at Bacon Smiles, or you can go to baconsmiles.org. Uh, forward slash contact and uh, you can comment in the Facebook um, anything like that um, we really really do appreciate our listeners uh, it's great to be back here and uh, talking to you guys again hopefully you enjoy it um, really really happy to <laughs> be back laughing with my friend Evan and um, you got anything no, just uh, be safe, be healthy, and uh, have a Merry Christmas. I know yeah. that's like a week and a half already away. It's crazy. I know. Do you get your, your Christmas shopping done? I, I have, and uh, most of the stuff is wrapped, so I'm really proud about that accomplishment. I'm wrapped nothing. Aluminum foil makes it a lot easier. <laughs> just, just aluminum foil. Garbage bags. Just... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can rip it open. It's like wrapping up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can put the rest of that paper in it. <laughs> exactly. See? Dual purpose. <laughs>